0: 21 degrees and the humidity 72%. The news from RTHK.
1: Good morning and welcome to Back Chat. I'm Janice Wong and your guest presenter is Paul Zimmerman. On today's program, we're talking about the new penalty system for power outages.
2: The government's reached uh, an agreement with Hong Kong's two power firms to fine them for major supply disruptions. The size of the fine depends on how many people are affected and for how long.
1: For example, a power disruption with a combined 15 million minutes will cost CLP power around $20 million. Hong Kong Electric will have to pay the same amount for an outage that lasts 10 million minutes.
2: But some of the lawmakers are questioning how effective this penalty system is pointing out that fines could be offset by an existing system that rewards the power companies for restoring power.
1: So how useful will this uh, penalty system be? Will it really prevent or mitigate future blackouts? Will climate change make disruptions more likely in future?
2: And after uh, 9.45, we'll look at the suspected poisoning of a guide dog. At the Chunquano
1: Mall. Let us know what you think. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. Email us at, backchat at rthk.hk or give us a call on 233 uh, To kick off our discussion this morning, we have on the line William Yu, Chief Executive Officer of the World Green Organization, and lawmaker Gary Jang. Good morning, Dr. Yu.
3: Well, good morning.
1: And, uh, good morning to you, uh, Mr. Jang. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us on the program. Um, now, there's uh, been a lot of pressure for a penalty system to be introduced after the uh, blackout in Yunlong during summer last year and uh, another one uh, on Hong Kong Island earlier this year. Um, Dr. Yu, do you think the new penalty system will help prevent future blackouts or help motivate power companies to uh, restore power faster if, if there are any um, power outages in future?
4: um definitely uh i, I think uh, we have uh much uh strict and uh, tightening uh, kind of um mechanism you know to govern uh, the utilities uh to do better in the service quality i i think uh that would be nice um especially um we seldom have this kind of uh, uh so called large scale of uh uh, power in, interruption uh, in Hong Kong. So I, I think um, that motivate two utilities to inspect and review all their existing infrastructure to be when, you know, uh, future happening in, uh, ter- in terms of the large scale of uh, power outage.
1: Right. Mr. Zhang, are you as uh, optimistic as uh, Dr. Yu?
4: Um, uh, I, I think, yeah,
3: uh, one thing is definitely a, a a mechanism for motivation or or incentive for for the utility companies to perform better. But the, uh, another very important point here is, is actually actually uh, is actually a response to social expectations because uh, what what we have seen is uh, during the uh, during the two um, large large scale blackouts uh, happened in Hong Kong recently, uh, power companies actually they they could earn extra extra uh, bonus from this uh, this uh, instance and this instance was caused by their own mechanical failures so that's that that's definitely uh, not not reasonable so uh i'm, I'm happy to see that uh, in this uh, interim review we establish a new uh, mechanism to uh, to uh, sort of tackle this uh, unreasonable situation. Yeah. So, but it, it,
2: we had a penalty system. We're going to have a, a revision to the penalty system, and uh, the, the old penalty system and the new penalty system. What is the difference? And um, you know, are we tightening up or are we loosening up?
3: I think in the in the uh, in the previous uh, sc- uh, scheme of control. Um, uh, um, Causes Uh, we we don't really have a penalty system for uh, the type of large scale electricity supply interruptions. When we talk about large scale uh, electricity supply interruptions, we really need to yeah take into account of uh, the, the the total the the. The number of customers being uh, affected and also the total duration of the power inter- uh, interruption. So I think it's sort of a new thing in, the, in this, in this uh, scheme of control. It's, it's not like the previous uh, some, some causes, just focusing on the interruption, interrupt, interruption time. Here.
1: All right, Dr. Yu, can can we take a closer look at uh, how this uh, penalty system will work? Um, officials have provided examples, and like I mentioned at the start of the program, a power disruption with a combined 15 minute, uh, million minutes a year will cost the CLP power around $20 million. Um, can you explain what this actually means?
4: Okay, I, I try. It's a, a bit complicated. Um, actually, um, what, what I want to say is uh, about the... Uh, Restoration time what what are the original uh, you know purpose of the design is to urge utilities to restore you know uh, the electricity supply to the end user you know uh, as far as possible, especially for the remote area so that's why a, a kind of incentive imposed um, to make sure you know they they get the work done very quickly. I I think that's the original mechanism. Instead of saying okay, we are, uh, how to say rewarding you know the companies to to um to make the power outage happen. So uh, what I want to say is, uh, we we have a planned uh power out uh, power outage. We have also unplanned the power outage, especially. Uh, when, uh, as mentioned, uh, in the future, due to climate change, due to the impact of super typhoon, we may face a more frequent power interruption in the future. So the, the key is how fast all these utilities can restore the electricity supply. I, I think that's um, the original design. And then uh, you ask about the, the mechanism based on the total number of hours. So for for all this, we are reliability of uh, energy supply. We look at two main factors, uh, like average number of interruptions per year affecting each uh, customer, and also the average number of hours per year without electricity for each customer. And also we, we will care about the average length of the interruptions. So what now they they are they they want to look at through the new mechanism is how many customer uh, have been uh, affected okay and how long for how long so if it's only a small group of number and then uh, the duration is short uh, as as we can see in Hong Kong our our reliability is quite good I mean it's only from the academic purpose okay I I don't want to argue the others you look at all the academic paper research we are talking about how many minutes of uh, uh, power interruption I mean in the past we experienced, but uh, when you look at the Western country or the other countries, we are talking how many hours you know of interruption uh, the their customers are experiencing so what what I want to say is uh, now uh, we have a good quality, but we we uh, we don't uh, need to give up, we can continue to improve to maintain the best quality. So, um, you you know the difference. CLP accounts for, uh, they, their service cover 80% of the customers, uh, mainly in uh, Kowloon and New Territories. And the remaining 20% covered by Hong Kong Electric, uh, mainly on uh, some Lamar Island, uh, Hong Kong Island. So, um, based on the number of customer base, you know, you see the difference. In in terms of number, then they work out a, a portion of customer, and the tolerate a duration of the power interruption. Then they come up with a benchmark. If you exceed the threshold, you you will get the penalty. You need to return some per, percentage of uh, your permitted return.
2: Yeah. So we really had a system to reward power companies to perform well in terms of making sure that the system was resilient uh, and rewarded them for minimising the power outages because that was uh, the the old system design. So now we have an additional element to that is for the unexpected outages to make sure that there are penalties. what are the concerns um, uh, on, on, on this change, uh, Gary? I mean, I, I see you've been slightly critical about these changes. You know, they will, on one hand, we're rewarding the power companies for, for minimising on the other hand, we're going to penalise them for for unexpected outages. Isn't that a good system?
3: Um, when we talk about unexpected uh, outages, they, they might be, uh, may be caused by different reasons, maybe caused by some uh, uncontrollable factors. So for example, like third-party damages or requests of the customers, or or, or like uh, some unexpected weather conditions, uh, extreme weather conditions. In fact, in this new pa- me- mechanism, this sort of uh, this sort of scenarios have have already been taken out from the. From, from this uh, penalty system. So when we talk about this uh, new penalty system, we are really focusing on those, uh, those um, uh, interruptions caused by the, the, the own failure or own uh, human, human errors or, uh, mechan- um, uh, or mechanical failures by the power companies uh, themselves. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's the right move, that's a reasonable move, because these power companies, they actually also rely on a social contract to operate in Hong Kong. Um, I, I, I think the 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 opinion the, the, the views from the public is uh, are very clear the power companies they shouldn 't be rewarded for their own own failure or own human errors uh, uh, in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a power interruption instance so that 's why we introduced this uh, new penalty system i think uh, in terms of the, the, the in terms of the logic behind or in terms of the direction is a right move but uh, the the the, the the real problem here is uh, in this penalty system the threshold has been set a i uh, set a um i, I don't think that's that set at a good, appropriate level yeah
2: not at an appropriate level, uh, uh, what do you mean? I mean, uh, it's, it seems to be a qu- quite an immediate uh, impact, uh, these, uh, these couple of million uh, minutes. That's not many, that's, uh, you know, we've got 7 million people in the city, so where the minutes of people are affected, uh, that's, uh, that's two minutes, there's that's slightly more than two minutes a person.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, what well, 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 I'm saying, the threshold is not being set at set an appropriate level just uh, just use a very um, a very um, uh, easy example to demonstrate for for example like the recent uh, major power outage on Hong Kong Island in uh, in April this year actually uh, this event although it's very it's very large-scale and actually it attracted attention of the I think the entire Hong Kong society and uh, and it's, it's, it's and is caused by the human error and uh, of the of the power company right but even a, a a such a even even a a a, a infant at such big uh, such large scale it still couldn't activate the uh, the new penalty system because the um then the the the, the, uh, the number of uh, comes comes uh, the the total number of uh, of uh, interrupted uh minutes still cannot meet the the the, the minimum uh, threshold so uh, I, so i mean for such a big such a high profile uh, instance, we still couldn't uh, uh, trigger the, the, the penalty uh, mechanism that that doesn't, that doesn't sound uh, reasonable to me. Yeah. Okay
2: so what are you calling for you're calling for this to to be lowered or per incident or are you want to put a limit in, uh, on how many minutes per year um, of so, uh, 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 counting all the total incidents or what is, what is the change you're pursuing with government right now?
3: Yeah, from the from the further uh, uh, further, uh, further discussion with the government officials they actually ca- clarified that this penalty will be uh, calculated based on each single instant. it's not a it's not like a accumulative. yearly accumulated right. um, a minutes it, it will be calculated just based on uh, each each single uh, instant. so i think this part is okay we we, we, we clarify this part but i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm i'll try to uh, pursue for a more stringent threshold in terms of the total number of minutes. So total uh, number minutes. of minutes
2: in a year, or per incident? what well, per incident. Yeah. Per incident. Okay. Is it more? Is it more reasonable to go look for a a, a cap on a year? Like if we, we, the risk is that incidents repeat themselves, uh, an incident that can always happen. But how about the risk of the you know the, the company failing? Would be that incidents continue to repeat. That's that's the one that we are most worried about. Not the individual incident, isn't it?
3: Yeah, that's true. So I, I think we can yeah we can we can dis- discuss on that part. But uh, if we use M the, the penalty system for MTR as an example. Uh, in fact, for uh, major instruments in MTR, we also calculate each single incident and uh, to for the for the for for the uh, for the determination of uh, how much of a penalty the 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 railway company should pay. So I think it's uh, I think it's I think it's okay to be consistent with such uh, practice because both uh, uh, both power companies and the MTR they are public
2: sort of public utilities and public services companies yeah sure sure they're similar companies william these the, the, isn't it that people get really irritated if things keep going wrong and that people can accept that when it happens once or twice so is is the penalty system um should it be sharpened up in terms of the overall um annual uh incidents minutes and not just on the uh, the uh, the power outages for uh, for a single incident william are you yes,
4: uh, yes, I, I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm you, surprising you, are, you with the
2: suggestion. I mean, <laughs>
4: um, I I, uh, I I think based on the international experience, when, when you look at all these uh, 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 research, I, I think um, we uh, they they have already defined you know, different types of power outage uh, with different reasons, and uh, what what was come up. In terms of the reliability measures or what we call the surface quality of the utilities, mainly they they were trying to uh, look at the overall yearly performance Correct. instead of uh, you know it Sometimes it's hard to define every incidents, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to classify all different kinds of natures, and instead they they look at the overall experience of customer who uh, who you know. Um, you know that lasts for for how long? You know they they experience the the inconvenience, the loss of electricity. So I I, I think that they're trying to make a uh, uh, a more simple way uh, to do because if you uh, I I think always I I I agree we need to have an improvement in service quality, a continuous improvement. But um but it's all always you know based on the scientific measurement and also. How to define this? Okay, thirty. Uh, um, last time in in mm-hmm. Hong Kong Island, Hong Kong Electric restored all the electricity uh, for that affected uh, population within I, I guess it's forty eight minutes, mm-hmm. less than an hour. So that's why they they cannot reach the vessel and face the penalty. I mean, uh, if under the new mechanism, so now now is so if we define thirty minutes to be the vessel. Then next time, twenty minutes or ten minutes. Why? Why not twenty-eight? So uh, I I think that uh, that kind of measurement, uh, sometimes we <clears throat> we we I I think um I I don't know how to to, to define it, but uh, still um there is always a, a a a cap that we uh we we can discuss. Right. So
2: you want to tighten the individual incidents. How about uh, t- uh, tightening up and providing an, an an overall limit for the year, um, so that uh, to avoid incidents repeating themselves. Uh. Yes. Yes. It, this it, is. This is very. We in
4: past already. Mm-hmm. Uh, we set a cap. You know, put a ceiling uh, for mm-hmm. the entire uh, uh, numbers uh, of the year. That's already. But but depends on how you keep. Uh, lowering the ceiling or moving, you know, the ceiling. Yeah, but uh, uh, but do we have a benchmark to refer to? Yeah, that's that's my question.
2: Well, it's the benchmark mm-hmm. is last year, isn't it? Or the year before, isn't it? Kind of like our historic benchmark and uh, the, the performance of electricity companies is outstanding compared to the rest of the world. So we,
4: yeah, we yes. want to make uh, sure that they, they stay up there.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah they have their formula. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent Yeah, that kind of benchmark. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely we hope to maintain.
2: Mm-hmm. Gary, do you see any threat uh, to, uh, to our power companies that they're not going to be able to maintain? Um, uh, are we giving them enough support? Uh, they've just uh, um, made sure that um, their rate of return remains untouched. I believe it's at 8%.
3: Uh, actually, I want to add on that. I fully agree with you that, um, in addition to, yeah, we, we yeah, actually we can have we can have both in the in this uh, penalty system for each individual cases. We can look at, look at in the, in each individual cases and have a, have a have a, have a penalty system for each for each uh, each single one, and also for we also can set a yearly a yearly uh, overall target to make sure that uh, this um, uh, 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 instance they, they, they don't really repeat themselves so in in fact, we can have uh, like two two layers designed in this uh, penalty system that that will be uh, more comprehensive and also yes, we can use our our own historical uh, performance data as a, as a, as a reference when we design what, uh, what, uh, where, where the threshold should be, uh, should be, should be set, should be, uh, should be, uh, determined. So, uh, in fact, uh, we can, in fact, there are, uh, there are quite, uh, uh, quite a lot of, uh, uh, scientific and, uh, reasonable ways to design this system. So, uh, so, so I think establishing this uh, system is the right move, is the first step. And, uh, yeah, uh, in, in, uh, uh, f- um, now, now we need to, uh, further, uh, fine-tune the details and to make it more comprehensive yeah
1: All right, But right mr jen i just want to go back to the point that uh dr yu made earlier he, he was talking about how hong kong's uh, electricity supply is reliable but uh, because of climate change he, he does expect uh, more power outages in the future and, and of course uh, uh we just heard uh, at the uh climate change conference here you can at the un secretary general Antonio guterres he also told uh delegates that uh 2023 is the hottest year on record and we heard earlier in the the week uh, by some Hong Kong academics that uh, Hong Kong is uh, expected to see more extreme weather conditions. Um, hmm. Looking forward, do you think um, Hong Kong's power grid can support the surge in demand during uh, more extreme weather conditions?
3: Um, I think for, first of all, Hong Kong uh, does have uh, some advantages in terms of uh, 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 facing the, uh, extreme weather uh, challenges in terms of our power, uh, power, the stability of our power supply system because most of the uh, uh, a, a large, a large portion of our power supply, is, is, uh, particularly our power grid, they are underground, so uh, they are less vulnerable to uh, during uh, extreme, uh, during extreme weather conditions. And uh, also, we, uh, when we, if we look at the, 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 the latest approved uh, development plans, the, the latest approved uh, capital uh, uh, projects uh, of these, uh, of these two power companies. Um, in this, this uh, uh, the, the, uh, a lot of the resources have been uh, allocated for, the, for enhancing the resilience of our power, power supply network. For example, we are building more energy storage system and, and, and also we are, we are also and I understand CLPA also has a continuous efforts to uh, change some of the overhead, overhead line uh, power supply system to underground. So I think these uh, this, uh, actions will definitely help in terms of our resilience in uh,
2: to uh, to face the, uh, the the climate challenges william uh, do you concur i mean uh, we had of course the uh, shecko road collapse and, and the power cables were underneath <laughs> the road cut as well but uh, other other than that do you ag- agree with gary that uh, we have a very resilient system and we're ready for the future or what, where, where where are where, where are the risks
4: yeah, yes. I, I think uh, Hong Kong Electric, uh, mo- most of that cable are underground. But uh, for uh, CLP, as mentioned uh, by Gary, um, um, I-, I think it's around 30% is a overhead lines. Uh, so that is a, a kind of exposure, you know, especially uh, to the extreme weather. So um, uh, definitely a conversion <clears throat> should be made. Also, um, you know, for all these sub-power stations, uh, to prevent flooding you if the water uh, got in um, you know that that could lead to a, a kind of uh, a fault and also even some kind of uh, fire or explosion so uh depends on the situation so um we well, in, well both
2: our power stations are on the waterfront isn't it one alarm on the waterfront the other one in uh, outside to are on the waterfront so uh, are we exposed
4: um it depends on the uh, sea level rise a uh, kind of measurement I, I think we we need to do some kind of measurement and and what what all i want to say is uh, we can use the uh, the super typhoon case you know the typhoon uh, manhat yep, uh, yeah. yeah 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 and and uh, i i think uh forty thousand customer affected uh, around two percent of uh, the population, and that restored, you know, the electricity part by part within a week, something like that. So it's a uh, published. Uh, I I saw um, the local um, scholar uh, published uh, a paper.
1: All right. And yeah. uh, Dr. Euler, uh, just hold your thought there for a moment. We're, we're, we'll about, to, uh, we're about to take a break for the news. Uh, let's continue yep. our discussion afterwards when we'll be joined by Tom Ng, a Greenpeace campaigner. Mr. Zhang, uh, thanks again uh, for joining us on the program. Gary Jang is a lawmaker who represents the New Territory's North constituency. And just a reminder, after 9.45, we'll move on to a different topic. And uh, that's about the suspected poisoning of a guide dog at a Chen shopping mall. Now, if you want to ask our guests questions or just share your views on today's topics, you can leave a message on our Facebook page at Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. Email us at backchat at rthk.hk or give us a call on 233 And here's a quick look at the weather. Mainly cloudy, dry with sunny intervals during the day. The top temperature will be around 22 degrees. Winds moderate to fresh north to north easterlies. Occasionally strong offshore at first. And right now it's 21. 1 degrees relative humidity 70% it's now 9.30 with a new summary here's Carol Musgrave.
0: At least 10 people people, including some students have been taken to hospital with minor injuries after a collision between a bus and a minibus near Kowloon City US Secretary of State Antony Blinken meets Israeli and Palestinian leaders and warns against a repeat of the scale of the attacks Israel conducted against northern Gaza 30 more Palestinians have been released from Israeli jails in exchange for 8 Israeli hostages from Hamas. And delegates At a climate summit in Dubai, COP28 have agreed to launch a long-awaited fund to pay for damage from climate-driven storms and drought in developing countries, pledging hundreds of millions of dollars. I'll have more in your news at 10. People who are patriotic and have an affection
3: for Hong Kong and who are capable and aspire to serve can make our community better. The 2023 District Council ordinary election is on December 10th. Remember to bring your identity card and vote for your preferred candidate. Let's build a nice and harmonious community together. Cast your
1: vote at DC election for a better community. Every vote carries a wish for our city and our vision for our life. Over the years, a clean election culture has been our common belief. Going forward together, we will continue in our faith to build a brighter future. Abide by the rules. Support clean elections. Report corruption hotline 25266366. Hong Kong. Our advantage is you and the ICAC. Welcome back. This is uh, Back Chat on a a Friday morning with Paul Zimmerman and me, Janice Wong. Still with us on the program is William Yu, Chief Executive Officer of the World Green Organization, and we will soon be joined by Tong Ng, a Greenpeace campaigner. And uh, just before the news, we were talking about uh, the reliability of uh, Hong Kong's electricity system. Uh, Dr. Yu, maybe you'd like to uh, continue with that?
4: Yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I think what I want to say is, uh, we have, uh, we had a, uh, uh, good performance, uh, I mean, uh, in our electricity supply during the time of super typhoon. Uh, but uh, definitely we, we need to prepare for a much stronger one, uh, due to climate change in the future. And, mm. um, and, uh, the international experience I, I want to, to highlight is, uh, there's always a trade-off between low tariff rates and also, you know, the service quality. Why? Because of, for all these uh, international uh, utilities, uh, if they cannot uh, make a, a reasonable profit, then they what they tend to do is to cut the maintenance costs.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah, so, so, is 8% yeah. reasonable?
4: Uh, yeah, that argues for many, many years. Uh, it's a bit high. I mean, uh, in terms of you know, the business return oh. and and you see the, the utilities keep cutting their uti- uh, the percentage uh, after each negotiation. I think that will continue to decrease uh, for the next negotiation, okay. but we have to wait. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Uh, we're now also joined by Tom Ng, a Greenpeace campaigner. Good morning, Mr Ng morning. Thanks for joining us on the program. Um, Now, uh, before the news, we talked a lot about the uh, new penalty system for power outages announced earlier this week. We also talked about the reliability of uh, Hong Kong's electricity system. And uh, apart from uh, the the announcement of uh, the penalty system, we also uh, heard earlier uh, earlier this week about how households will uh, get to pay less for electricity next year because of a drop in fuel prices. Um, Mr Ng, what's your view on that?
5: Well, we believe that um it's more important for the government and the two electricity to come up with some plan to reduce the usage of uh hong kong people using electricity speaking of like we we've been suggesting the two two electricity company to have a new program that will uh, reduce the uh, give give citizens more subsidies when they use less electricity so i we think that there is need to be some kind of like uh um uh incentives for the citizens to use less electricity now it's just a price cut for everyone um, but um they don't have the more incentives to use less energy so we think there's something like that uh some program like uh the one i mentioned earlier would be better to uh, help Hong Kong to reduce carbon and people use less electricity.
2: And, and, and other than incentives to reduce, uh, I mean, how, how do you see going forward uh, the, uh, the reduction of carbon emission in uh, power supply of the city?
5: Well, we're actually quite worrying because uh, learning from the five years plan which is announced two days ago, um, the Hong Kong government and the two electricity actually uh, did not, um, like, didn't put the new uh, offshore wind farm on the table. So speaking, which means that Hong Kong is not having as much RE that uh, renewable energy as planned as we think before. So Hong Kong actually have some like uh, carbon, neutral- new carbon neutrality goal by 2050 and a 2035 uh, reduction carbon goal as well. Um, and also that includes we will have at least 4.5 to 6% wind and solar renewable energy but now we are not uh building this wind farm at the moment then we are quite worrying how are we going to achieve those goals okay. do we it's know special-
2: why? why why is the wind farm disappeared i mean we talked about this for many many years i mean we've seen the maps of the location for the wind farms and so what's the delay
5: Well, uh, there are many reasons, and we want to know why as well. The government has not been very transparent with the Hong Kong citizens on energy fuel mix and the source as well. Um, Hong Kong government has been telling us that there is a plan that they will uh, reduce carbon emission. But uh, what are the options? Like, how much are they costing? When are they doing that? Uh, How long does it take? And how much each option will reduce carbon emission? We all don't know that.
2: Okay, but do you think that the power companies have explained to government that it's very expensive to put these wind towers up and therefore it will increase the cost of electricity? And uh, is that what's holding it back?
5: Well, we're pretty sure they've been discussing, but uh, the discussion is between the two electricity company and the government. But how about the citizens? So back in like five years ago, about five years ago, there was a consultation about like what is the Hong Kong long-term energy fuel mix uh, to the whole Hong Kong citizens? And we're not having those kind of uh, public public consultation nowadays. So we wish the Hong Kong government to launch such public uh, consultation for the whole society to have a discussion over the future film. All right.
1: Um, Can I
5: can I chip in? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, Gary, you're the lawmaker. Uh,
5: No, no, (laughs) go
1: go ahead, uh, Doctor Yu.
4: Yes. um, um, Actually, uh, what I understand is. uh, 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 I, I I support you know to introduce the renewable energy in Hong Kong uh, uh, on site locally, and uh, actually um, we we can see in the past due to the um, uh, the difference is now we have a, a, a technological advancement in wind turbine. In the past, I I would say it's quite it's not quite uh, cost effective, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to build a small scale of wind turbine in Hong Kong. But now with the advancement of the technology, with a uh, larger uh, the the blade, you know, the fee fee blades of the uh, the structure of uh, uh, the wind turbine, so we have a higher efficiency. Mm-hmm. So what do you know? Why
2: why is it not in the plans? I mean, why is it not progressing? What do you know about I, this?
4: I I don't know the details, but mm-hmm. I, I think government tend to be uh, that's my 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 gut feeling. Okay, tend to be more open due to the advancement in uh, the technology, uh, making the project more cost effective. But I think now, but because that also add on to, you know, uh, the the increase in the basic tariff due to the. Increase in the net asset value if we include this power power plant. So I think that that uh, they 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 might try to to juggle between you know the the change to natural gas, adding more natural gas power, new power plant to replace the coal fire plant. Maybe that will be the priority com- compared to the renewable target. But they they have uh, uh, what I know is uh, the solar panel will be placed on the west sulfur, You know. Um, to, to add, increase the uh, coverage, uh, coverage area. So that's why I know to, in order to in, increase the percentage of renewable energy. That's minimal.
1: All right. And, and Dr. Yu, um, I know uh, earlier we, when we talked about the penalty system, uh, it, it really considers, uh, main factors that it considers is that are the duration of the blackout and the number of households affected. Uh, those are the factors that will be taken into account in a new penalty system. Yep. And uh, I got an email here from Charles and uh, he says, uh, what about communications? He was uh, talking about uh, uh, a case in Australia just recently. He said a major telecoms company it failed uh uh, fail, uh, failed which had huge ramifications that he said may result in legal sanctions So what about that i think he's talking about uh, a uh, australia's uh, second largest telecoms firm optus that uh, recently uh, uh, had a power outage
4: i i don't have the specific details in that case but i can share other international experience um uh, some uh, uh, some uh, countries they do have a kind of penalty, you know, for for utilities, um, and also, you know, in the UK, customer, uh, but they, you know, they they have very frequent power outage. So the customer, if they experience more than twelve hours of power outage, then they can entitle a, a small amount, two digits of uh, pounds, uh, kind of compensation, something like that so um and i i think uh for repeated outage uh, uh through some uh, legal court case we we saw some penalty imposed uh to the utilities or related network companies
1: mm-hmm. all right and uh I have another email here from uh, listener Mr. Tang, and uh, he said uh, he says a uh, penalty for supply interruption is one thing. He says I'm surprised that the government, legislators, NGOs, community leaders, commentators, etc., have not created any noise about the responsibility of the two power companies to manage the cost of fuel. In the scheme of control agreement, it is a pass-through item, which means the consumers bear the full cost for electricity production. And uh, Mr. Tang goes on to say that uh, the community never have a say in which fuel to be used, be it oil, coal, or gas. The power companies decide, and of course, the government agrees. Shouldn't the power companies, in at least, uh, shouldn't the power companies at least bear some responsibility in managing the cost of fuel? And uh, that email is from Mr. Tang. Um, Mr. Ng, any any comment there?
5: Well, that's exactly one of our points because um, we don't have the pub- the public has no choice at the moment. the public has not involved in the discussion of what fuel mix we're using. And this is very worrying because um, we are paying the electricity bill. we are using electricity, but what kind of electricity are we buying from? Uh, we should have a choice, and that is what I was saying earlier.
2: But, but then if we have to give the choice to the public, will they choose for uh, chose, uh the cheaper fuel, or will they going to choose for um, you know going to uh, uh, wind power, uh, uh, nuclear energy, or whatever? Are they going to choose the the, the cleaner uh, uh, energy formats, or well, going to take the cheap I think
0: the government ones?
5: has to first lay out all the options for us, and mm-hmm. second of all, uh, I think the public will look. Of course, price is one of the factors, but Outside of price, uh, there are also other, pay, other things that people concern, like the en- energy uh, efficiency, like uh, talking about environmental things, and also about how stable are the electricities. So these are all things that we need to know before we make the decision or consider different options.
2: Right, so you think the public will be willing to pay more?
5: Um, well, we think that the public may not choose the cheapest option only. Uh, and I think that having more options, like for example, we call the a fuel mixes, mix, a mix. So talking about we need many different options, and we are okay to have many options in the uh, electricity mix. So uh, after some public consultation or a discussion, maybe there, will be a, um, maybe there can be more than one option, more than just one cheapest option, then instead we can have uh, more renewable energy at the same time other, uh, for example, imported clean energy.
2: So you want to you you want the government to put the choice to the public very clearly. Uh, They've not done so in the past. You feel that there has been not enough consultation on uh, we had discussions about nuclear energy we had discussions about wind power in Hong Kong. Uh, we've uh, we've about gasification instead of uh, uh, coal. Um, you don't think we have done enough?
5: I don't think we have done enough and we don't we have not done any of those at least for about 5 years. So yes, we don't have enough of those discussions.
2: And, and uh, William, you agree with this? Uh, is it time for a, a, a complete and open and transparent debate about um, uh, different, the fuel mixes for our energy supply and uh, the cost of living? Uh, I,
4: I, I don't believe Hong Kong has uh, uh, too much options. Frankly, we have been discussing this for many, many years. Uh, you, you don't have hydro, you don't have uh, uh, the geothermal, you don't have you know, all these uh, natural resources. Uh, due to the geographical limitation, what we, what I agree with, uh, Mr. M is, uh, we need to shift our focus also to the demand side management. How we can reduce our uh, demand, you know, energy demand. Uh, how can we save energy? I, I think that that is often uh, ignored because uh, it's difficult to measure, you know, uh, the 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 impact of each uh, customer. And, uh, but we need to factor in what we really need is to factor in the, the true cause, you know, for or for our electricity tariff. Why? Because uh, for all these extreme weather incidents, all these negative externalities, you know, that cause climate change. And, uh, you know, uh, because of the uh, increase in the energy consumption and hence, you know, increase, increasing our carbon emissions so I, I think we we our electricity tariff doesn't reflect the true cause of this environmental cause so i, I think we we need to look at the demands How can we incentivize people to save energy and you know that that's very important okay,
2: but if you're gonna i wonder how we're gonna reflect the true cost um mm. and how, how how do you how would you consider options like nuclear um you know if we want to get rid of these emissions then why wouldn't you consider nuclear
4: so so that's that's the argument because um if you ask climate scientists they they welcome nuclear uh but due to the uh, fukushima incidents or other incidents I, I think the the general public they still have fear they they are worrying about the possible uh accidents and and um in the west, actually nuclear renaissance uh i i would say didn't happen um due to the increasing cost and the difficulty in getting public permission to build a new new nuclear plant but in, in asia they they suppose uh we still have an option. With the uh, improvement in the technology and safety measures,
1: right. so. Um- Right. I just just want to go back to the point uh, Mr. Ng made right at the beginning. He said uh, uh, the government should do more to encourage uh, Hong Kong people to use uh, less electricity. And uh, I mean, earlier, Dr. Yu, you talked about how uh, uh, you expect more power outages because of climate change. And of course, uh, we're expecting more extreme weather in Hong Kong and more very hot uh, nights in Hong Kong. So, Mr. Ng, I just want to ask, uh, what sort of suggestions do you have on how uh, we can uh, encourage people to use electricity?
5: Well, uh, there is like a plan that uh, according to other country, other uh, governments. Um, so I can I, there is an example from them that uh, they subsidize citizens to change to energy uh, more energy efficient uh, device at home, so that they can use electricity less. So these are something that I think the two electricity company and the government can consider. So, um, of course, there are also other things, like uh, earlier I was saying, that their uh, subsidies relate, uh, should be linked to how much electricity they use. So when mm-hmm. they use less, they get more subsidies, and when they use more electricity, they might have to pay for uh, extra electricity bill. So, just, things just, like just, that should...
2: Yeah, but just like, look, one, one last, I mean, I, I, I could signal here that we should uh, switch over to our next topic, but just one last point on this one. Um, the, it's, the properties in Hong Kong, I mean, that's where the lo- where we leak energy, um, and you, you talk about incentives for consumers, uh, how about on the real, the real problem, which is the leakage of energy in our properties?
5: Oh, sorry, what
2: is that? Well, the buildings, our buildings leak ener- uh, energy. I mean, there is uh, the uh, insulation, uh, the, how we design our uh, cooling systems. Um, the problem is really at our building level, isn't it, for the energy consumption?
5: Yes, that's also another thing So, so for a uh, newer like town, like we are still building new town nowadays, right uh, mm-hmm. especially in new territories. So in a new town, there needs to have some new kind of design that can help the whole uh, town area to cool down more efficiently than those like already built in the older Hong Kong side, like Kowloon area. So uh, we think that that also something needs to be considered when they are doing the urban okay. planning. Thanks.
1: All right, uh, Mr. Ng, we'll have to leave it uh, here for now. Thanks again for joining us on the program, and that's uh, Tom Ng, a Greenpeace campaigner. Many thanks also to William Yu, chief executive officer of the World Green Organization. It's now uh, coming up to uh, ten minutes to ten on our uh, back chat, and in a moment, uh, we'll talk about the suspected poisoning of a guide dog at a Chonkwon O shopping mall.
2: The 2023 District Council Ordinary
4: Election is coming. Let's learn more about the elections, corrupt and illegal conduct ordinance, enforced by the ICAC, and support clean elections.
5: According to the law, no one could willfully obstruct or prevent any person from voting at an election or get another person to perform the aforesaid
1: act.
2: For a better community, cast your vote on December 10th. You're listening to Back Chat. Call us on 23388 266 and have your say.
1: A guide dog center said it suspects one of its canines died of poisoning after the animal's sudden passing at a Chung O mall last month. The Hong Kong Seeing Eye Dog Services said an aut- autopsy of the dog showed that uh, she was in good health before her death. In a statement, the centre said it was considering sending samples to the United States for lab tests to better understand the suspected source of the poisoning. It will also report to relevant government departments about possible environmental factors that could have caused the poisoning. To comment on this tragedy, we're now joined on the line by Sally Anderson, the founder of Hong Kong Dog Rescue. Good morning. That's Good morning. Thanks for joining us on the program. Um, now, quite often when we hear about uh, tragedies that involve uh, dog poisoning, they usually happen at parks or open outdoor areas. But uh, this latest case happened um, at a shopping centre. Is that unusual?
0: Uh, I think it's probably the first time it's happened, as far as as far as I know. Um, obviously, it's it's a tragedy, especially because it wasn't you know just a, a a dog it was um a guide dog for uh, somebody who's you know whose life's going to be changed very much by that tragedy but i i, I it's um it's just very difficult to understand to be honest so but
2: the follow-up. I mean, we've had uh, uh, dog poisoning cases in Portville, where I'm a district councillor. Uh, it, it, the follow-up is extremely difficult to get outcomes, uh, to test laboratory test back to kind of get the evidence. Or, better is there any progress being made on the kind of like following up on these cases?
0: Well, um, it is very difficult to test. Um, in fact, it, one, I, one of my dogs um, was. Poisoned um, and is 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 critically ill at the moment and the vet said the um, the unfortunate thing is is that once the the poison le- leaves the system very quickly and afterwards it's just the the effects of the poison which um, which continue but you can't test for anything because the 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 poisons already left the body so and stomach content.
2: Be- I mean, uh, I mean, Sorry. of course, you, if your dog is still alive and 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 uh, and, and in rehab, but uh, if the dog has passed away, I mean, can we can we get a hold of the stomach oh, content and check? Um,
0: no, I mean, I mean, my 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 dog is is only barely alive, but um, no, you even if the dog dies, if you because the it depends on the poison, of course. Um, in the case of the guide dog in the mall, if it if it dies very quickly, um, then I think the 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 options are are sort of much lower. I mean, someone mentioned rat poison, but rat poison takes quite a long time to to um, effect. take effect. Mm. So, you know, it's not so. It's more things like strychnine and uh, those types of things, which will kill immediately but it's it's difficult to imagine that they, that someone put strychnine in a in a shopping mall so I, I it's it's just a a real puzzle i can't i can't um imagine who would do that but it right. could
2: be an autocelsus i mean there could be other reasons i mean the one can suspect poisoning but how do you
0: how, um, how do yes, you find, I mean, figure that out <laughs> you know obviously they're not a vet but from from uh, other Experiences of dogs that suddenly drop dead—it's usually um, heart attack or something like that. But if the dog, if they did an autopsy and found that the dog was healthy, then then obviously they can rule that out. Um, But in general, I think um, hopefully it's just it's a one-off. But yes, poisonings take place all over—not just Pop Fulham. There are many, many cases of poisonings in certain areas. Um, because there are so many dogs now, and, and not everybody likes dogs. So, unfortunately, they'll take the uh, the cruel route of uh, poisoning.
1: All right. Let's go back to uh, this uh, latest case. Uh, of course, uh, we don't yet know what poison a dog at. Uh, In this case, uh, we don't know if it's uh, related to uh, possible environmental factors like uh, insecticides or pesticides. uh, But uh, looking at this case, you you said it's uh, rare or you've never heard of a dog poisoning inside a shopping uh, mall. Um, What do you think uh, pet owners should watch out for? Because uh, these days, we we often see many pet owners bringing uh, pets to uh, shopping centres and uh, these shopping centres, these restaurants are are becoming more pet friendly.
0: Yes, and I think that that's... um one of the things, you know, because it is becoming more, Hong Kong is becoming much more open to dogs being, you know, part of our lives and part of our society, and you know, it's wonderful that many places are much more welcoming. But of course, not everybody feels the same way, so there's always that that danger that these people um, are going to to do something awful. But I think. In you know, that, that's the, that's inevitable, um, in, in, in any part of life. I mean, that, that, there was that, um, incident of the horrible murder in the shopping malls. But it, it, I think, I hope that this is just a, really a one-off and it's not something that people have to be concerned about in general.
2: Yes, and then also, uh, how long does it take for poisoning to take effect? Uh, could a dog have been poisoned outside on the way to the shopping mall and passed away inside of shopping mall when, while it was well, there?
0: To be honest, I think that's far more likely. Um, I, I, I really can't see that um, a shopping mall would be a, a place where a dog poisoner would go to, to carry out because it, there's too many... Um, You know, security guards and cameras and all those sorts of things that someone would be caught out if they were doing that. So I think that if it if it is poison, then uh, outside poisoning would be a much um, more likely option.
2: What do we see in terms of poisoning in Hong Kong? Do we see the numbers going up I epochphy mean, we had the incident two years ago two three years ago um and not nonsense so um
0: uh, but no that, that's not really that's not really true there there's there's poisonings um much more often than that but because mm. they're not in clusters. I think the thing about the pot fulham poisoning was because it, it was there were multiple cases. Yeah. Um, but dog poisoning in general, um, it happens all the time. But it, it, it's not always deliberate. Uh, for example, in the case of my dog, it's it's the use of a herbicide, you know, the weed killer. Mm-hmm. So so um, villagers or, or um, anyone who uses weed killer. Um, it can it, it can kill dogs as well, so that's um, that's more common in in sort of on llama and in new territories, those sorts of areas.
2: But they're not targeting the dogs; they were targeting the weed when they uh, put the poison out.
0: Yes, just you know, spraying verges and everything, because that, mm. the 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 herbicide is extremely toxic. So if if a dog happens. Just gets any on its paws or, or something like that. You know, then then it's it can kill them. I see.
1: Right, and, and of course, I mean, listening maybe for pet owners who, who've heard about this uh, latest case, uh, they'll probably be worried. What, what sort of advice do you do you have for them? I mean, what uh, extra precaution can they take? Should they uh, have to? Do they have to use a, a muscle um, uh, muscle on their dogs, or, or keep their pets in a dog carrier? Mm-hmm.
0: Well I think no I think for for the for the uh incident in the mall it's it, it's really a um a one off unless it happens again which you know obviously I hope it won't um I I think I mean pet owners should always be vigilant anyway because any discarded food or uh, is is attractive to right. dogs.
1: Unfortunately, uh, we're out of time. Thanks again for joining us on the program. That's uh, Sally Anderson, the founder of a Hong Kong Dog Rescue. Many thanks also to you who commented or emailed us today and of course to our guest presenter, Paul Zimmerman and producer Carol Mang. Jim Gold and Mike Rouse will be back with another edition of Fact Chat on Monday.